Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. This is edition number 167 of season eight as we continue looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith. Today we'll take up paragraph number eight and complete this chapter, chapter 29, dealing with matters related to Uh, to the Lord's Supper. Just a reminder that there will be no devotionals on Thursday and Friday of this week. I will return on Monday next week as we begin to look at chapter 30. Let's pray first and then we'll consider paragraph number 8. Our Father in heaven, as we come to your word again, we come asking that your spirit would guide and direct us as we seek to understand these very important things, these very important truths We thank you for the sacrament of the Lord's Supper and all that it teaches us, all that it um, encourages us to do, that as we participate each week, as a month, or however often we do, that um, we would draw strength and benefit from it as we participate by faith, as we're reminded again of that which your Son has accomplished for us. We pray that you'll help us now, uh, be gracious to us, and uh, be merciful, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, paragraph number 8 of chapter 29 says, Although ignorant and wicked men receive the outward elements in this sacrament, yet they receive not the things signified thereby, but by their unworthy coming thereunto, are guilty of the body and blood of the Lord to their own damnation. Wherefore, all ignorant and ungodly persons, as they are unfit to enjoy communion with him, so are they unworthy of the Lord's table and cannot without great sin against Christ, while they remain such, partake of these holy mysteries, or be admitted thereunto. Now, for the balance, for the bulk of this chapter, we have considered matters related to the supper itself in a general sense. We've talked about matters related to the worthy receiving of the Lord's Supper. This final paragraph deals with... um, what is undoubtedly happening in the church, which has happened, is happening, will happen in the future. And that is, what do we do with people who are, as the paragraph states it, ignorant and wicked men who do participate in the outward elements of the Lord's Supper? Now, perhaps your minister is, does something similar to what I do when I, uh, when I serve the supper, the meal, to the to the members of this church here at Providence. I do what is known as fencing the table. In other words, I instruct first, uh, briefly instruct, try to connect the sermon they just heard to the Lord's Supper, and then I warn the congregation that they need to be a member in good standing of an evangelical church. That means then, of course, that they have professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They've received and rest upon Him alone for salvation. That they're not holding on to any sin, that they're daily repenting of sin, that there's not a known sin that they refuse to deal with or refuse to give up. It could even be some secret sin, but it's not so secret to God. He knows. This is what is meant by ignorant and wicked men. It is either A, they don't know Christ at all and they have no interest in his body. They have no interest in the benefits he offers them for they are outside of the faith or perhaps they are believers who are um, unwilling to deal with a known sin, a, a sin that should certainly be confessed as they come uh, to the Lord's table. Now, in 1 Corinthians 11, we have these instructions given to us. It's not that the church just made up this barrier, as it were, 
Um, but we have the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 27. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And so it is quite clear that this paragraph is dealing with the ignorant or wicked, the unbelievers, or those Christians who are dealing with unrepentant sin that they refuse to repent of. And so they don't receive the benefits that come to the worthy participants, indeed. In fact, to the opposite extreme, they receive uh, the condemnation. They receive uh, damnation uh, to their own selves. Now, Dr. Van Dixorn um, in his commentary on confess, uh, titled Confessing the Faith, page 398, he says the following about this particular subject. He says, but why does coming to the table unworthily involve eating and drinking damnation? Why is it a great sin? What is so dangerous about a pretended communion with Christ and his church? The answer is found in the great privilege of partaking of a meal which so perfectly pictures our participation in Christ. It is intended to nourish Christian faith. To come to the table without that Holy Spirit worked faith in the Savior is to try to seize a gift which can only be given. Coming to the table then becomes the personal symbol of a man or a woman's presumption. The supper becomes an emblem of the arrogance of someone who fancies he or she can fellowship with the Father without coming through his Son." So these are very well, uh, these, these are good words and help us, I think, come to a better understanding as to why it is so vitally important that we examine ourselves as we come to the meal. We first examine ourselves to see if that we're in the faith. And of course, then we also have to do business with any, un, with any known unrepentant sin. Now, the Christian life is a life of repentance. We should be doing that every single day anyway. But that time, especially, we're called to repent. We're not called to repent and stay away from the table. No, we're called to repent of the sin that we have committed or are committing. And as we are repenting, we come to the table that pictures for us that forgiveness that Christ offers. But as Dr. Van Dixhorn so, uh, so capably states, to not do that, to be outside of Christ, or to refuse to repent of sin is is very presumptuous. It is, it is to attempt to seize the benefits that come from that meal that are given only to the people that are united to Christ. And so it's a very dangerous thing to try to rest away, wrestle away that benefit that only comes by the Spirit to those who believe in Christ, who have trusted in Christ and are daily repenting of sin. Now, we don't want to overstate this because uh, we can end up with a lot of nervous people in the pews and we can scare them to death with this idea of damnation. And so it's important to realize that at the table, you still give them the gospel. You give Christ to the people. And as they lay hold of Christ, they come and then lay hold of Christ all the more, as it were, uh, by the bread and by uh, the wine. And so, perhaps um, you have the Lord's Supper coming this week. I don't know your practice. Uh, we do it weekly here at Providence, but whenever it comes next, uh, be, business, be busy about your Christian faith. Take it seriously. Daily repenting of sin. 
um, and, and, and resolve any of those issues prior to that meal. Um, if you don't know Christ, then that table doesn't belong to you. You haven't been invited. Uh, it'd be like a stranger just waltzing in my front door in my house and plopping him down at, himself down at my dining room table and say, feed me. No, that's probably not going to work out very well. He's probably going to be asked to leave in no uncertain terms. It's awfully dangerous, isn't it, for a stranger to just waltz into your house and plop himself down in your dining room ta- at your dining room table. Well, it's much the same way for those who come unworthily. They haven't, they haven't been invited. They are not guests at that meal because they don't honor he who gives the meal, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And so one of the reasons why I particularly uh, like the idea of weekly Lord's Supper is because it constantly keeps us in check constantly keeps that tension of the Christian life and that daily life of repentance before us. That meal is coming. It's coming every Sunday. You can't hide from it. There it is. And so let's be busy as Christians, daily repenting of sin and trusting in Christ and the gospel, all that he offers in the gospel. But again, if you don't know him, the solution is relatively simple. Friends, it's put your trust and hope in Christ. Not in the elements, not in the bread and the wine, but in he who stands behind them, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Monday edition, now remember, no morning devotional Thursday and Friday of this week. Return on Monday. We'll begin looking at chapter 30 of Church Censures. But until then, may the Lord help you. May he bless you.